Hello, hello. What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome back. It's your boy Blue and our homie, the good man, XP72 here on my right side. Welcome back to the Blue Experience. Uh, show them your shirt, bro. Show them your shirt to start off oh, with. Oh, yeah. You got to see the shirt, right? It says Flight Simmers, and then the rest of it says Flight Simmers working from home before it was cool dude I, I wore this on the airplane on the way over let's just say i got some stairs from flight crew flight attendants and people alike man it That's was hilarious. ridiculous like hilarious. what the heck's going on so oh man yeah it, it, it <laughs> what's going on man we haven't even spoke since our uh, flights in mexico brother we, we haven't really haven't like we haven't spoke since we were in that 737 cockpit simulator i feel like really which we'll be talking about for sure a little bit later um yeah. but um man it's uh how how you been since you landed man or even before that like just, i don't know yeah since you landed i guess how's it been being back home bro i came i came home and i got ambitious and i jumped on the computer because i think i was streaming the next day and within an hour man i was completely wiped out i went to bed <laughs> the hand of god said she came upstairs checked on me and i was out like a light i slept for a good 12 like hours a light. Hey. <laughs> like, like a, a light, like a light. Hey. Left through the flight, seven sixty-seven, and I think got double bedrooms. Okay, I know, man. I'm sorry. So, yeah, I slept. I slept like a baby man. Tired. I. Did, I mean, I didn't feel it. I felt good coming over. I did four legs, mm -hmm. uh, two going and two coming flying. Uh, we did uh, the show the Saturday. Sunday was a whole day. We didn't leave till like two a.m. in the morning. We'll talk about that. And then the next day, we went onto the parking lot. We did a little stream from up there. Then we went to Coronado Island, bro. It's a whole deal, man. So, I'm recouped, man. Yes, yeah, streamed yesterday, so we're back on it, man. How? What about you? How has it been for you? It's been crazy, man. Uh, I got back in town the day before you. I came back on Monday night. I got home at like 11 p.m. Um, so got home. Honestly, when I got home, I was tired, but I didn't want to sleep. Like, there's so many things that I needed to do and wanted to do when I got back home. That I was like, I'm home, but I, I want to stay up and like work on videos from the FS Expo. I want to work on like, um, if you guys can see in the background, there's like lots of junk back there. I'm actually packing. Uh, I move tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Well, we're already moving, wow. basically. We're already moving stuff from here to there. Um, so the next few days we'll be moving. So we've been packing like crazy all this week. So that's the reason I haven't been able to stream. Uh, and I really haven't got to do any of those videos that I want to do either. So, you know, it's just been, kind of been crazy. Plus, I've been having uh, training on the, for Ramp Agent all week long. Uh, and that's not like just like a couple hours. It's been like all day kind of things. So, but it's been fun. Uh, so it's been crazy. It's been a crazy busy week. Looking forward to kind of getting settled again um, and getting back in the rhythm uh, as soon as possible. Because trust me, I am like just, I can't wait to get back in the simulator. Like, I, I haven't actually done a flight since i've been back on on the on any sim uh and it's just killing right. me on the inside <laughs> after what you've experienced at flights in mexico and not being able to fly I yeah, could just imagine. it was like saturday night that i was already like man i'm ready to get back and, and do some flight simming like it was that early for me that i was i was ready to have what about you like when, when was the moment at the expo in san diego that you were like all right like this is all cool i'm like i'm excited i'm motivated <laughs> I'm, I'm you know what i'm saying like when was it that that you were like yeah i need to get home and back Bro. on the sim I was busy, but that morning when I flew out, flew at like a 6 a.m. flight. And funny story with 6 a.m. flight, we boarded on time, pushed back on time, got to the whole short line at runway 27, and the captain was like, uh, folks, um, from the flight deck, we are on time, we're good. However, we can't take off for the next seven minutes because of uh, 
time timing on the airport. They literally couldn't leave before exact certain time. So we were like burning jet fuel just sitting there being early. Yeah. I was like, yeah, noise abatement. It's too early for the San Diego folks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but that's when once I took off, I was like, yeah, I got to get back home. There's so much pictures to look at, so much videos to edit, as you said, and get back to the sim. Now, I got to tell you, I've been ruined. So we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> that was the moment, man. I, so so we're back. what was your uh we're talking all about flight sim uh expo in, in specific and the weekend and our experience there uh obviously guys if you just join us our, your first time coming through just meeting us this is the blue experience again and we do a weekly live uh talk show all about flight simulation every week talking about what's going on how we're feeling what's current and uh and yeah so what do you i mean if you could rate i don't know if you could like sum up the whole weekend and like three words what would it be that's a hard question but what would you oh, sure absolutely i'll tell you what it is spec tack ular is that okay. three words or so one word i can do that <laughs> okay sorry i want to also no. uh no. apologize in the uh, stream we are seeing a few uh stutters here from from your camera i'm not sure if it's on my side or if it's on your side we have some technical difficulties getting started today because of various reasons but um so right. just uh bear with us today but uh, so you said spec Tack Euler. <laughs> there you go. It was. And look, let me let me start by saying this. Um, me and Blue went to uh, Flight Sim Expo 2019, and that was hopping and it was packed. But that was pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. Now with this one, considering that people can't travel from overseas or it's hard for them to get there, they have to quarantine for like 14 days somewhere else and come into the country. So we didn't have those people locally. Same thing. Travel restrictions you know, uh, shot restrictions, so forth and so on. So I was actually not expecting a lot of people to show up at this expo, but it was enough people at this expo to make the buzz. When you walked in the room, there was a buzz in the air. So people were talking, they were looking, it was hands-on. And the good thing about that is that because there wasn't a lot of people, you, had, you get to have hands-on time without waiting 15, 20 minutes for deep to get to a yoke, see what I'm saying? Yep. So you could walk right up to an item, touch it, feel it, sit down, and nobody was rushing you to get off. So that was the brilliant part of it. Uh, it was the biggest space, number one. So lots of room for people to walk around and breathe and not touch and distance and all that stuff. However, if you wanted to get to an item, want to get to a yoke or a joystick or a seat or whatever, you could get up to it. So right away, that's what I noticed from 2019 to this one, but it didn't make it any less fun for me, man. What about you? It was the yeah. same amount of fun or higher. Same, same for me. I, I, I wasn't expecting to see a lot of people there, like the 2019 one, but um, I felt like it was enough. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it was enough. I feel like it also felt that it was small enough that you were able to spend more time with fewer people. You know what yeah. I mean? Or I should say more time with more people rather than le less time with more people. You know what I'm saying? Because um, yeah. I was, I feel, I mean, I, I feel like I've made some lifetime friends over the weekend. Kind of like, you know, 2019. I mean, we, me and you met at that expo and yep. we still talk today two years later same with a bunch of other people um that we still talk and text all the time you know and i feel like i got that same kind of thing honestly that was one of my biggest goals for the expo was not to to just get to touch all the equipment and the hardware but to kind of duplicate what happened in 2019 where i met you where i met geo and, and hd and uh captain canna for the first time as well in person so a bunch of people that i got to meet i wanted to be able to do that again uh, with new people. So, like, I really wasn't prioritizing, like, even hanging out with you. Like, no offense, XP, but, like, you probably noticed it was a lot of times you didn't see us together. And that was on purpose. 
Because I didn't want to just like, you know, gang gang with you, you know, which was, you know, obviously we're gang gang, but you know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to gang gang with you <laughs> because you I wanted to make, off. <laughs> I wanted to make new friends, new connections. Now we still went to lunch and dinner and downtown and all that. It was fun. Um, but in that time that I was away, I feel like I made some really nice uh, connections with people like Sim. Uh, I think it's a Sim Aviator. Sim Aviator. Uh, my man, right. Midnight Maverick. Uh, he's in the chat right now. Shout out to him. Uh, and a lot of other people as well. Um, and like you said, because there's fewer people, I have more time to actually spend on the products uh, and being able just to test them and use them. And so speaking of that, though, like starting from, I don't know, whichever one you would like to start on, like what's what really like tell me what you think about all the products you got your hand on <laughs> oh man oh man all right. starting um, with turtle beach let me let me just say this real quick <laughs> I, want, I want i wanted to pick we can start with that but let me pick up here first um it was 50 50 and somebody asked me what's flights to mexico all about what do you guys go do just hang out and what it was half meeting the folks and half looking at the hardware evenly between two, the both. And so let me just shout out all you guys who came up to me or blue and just said, hi, you know what I mean? We walked up, we shook hands, we bumped fists. We said, what's up? Yep. We took some pictures. That right there is priceless. Just to meet your fellow simmer who have watched you or you have interacted with chat in chat and just saying hi was like, it was so good. You understand? That was just as exciting to me as also meeting um, and looking at the products that they're, they have announced there so let me just get that out of the way it was good 50 50 but yeah turtle beach man let's start talk about some products so we got a chance to see the turtle beach um all in one yoke and throttle um let me it's best described as it's a yoke we know a yoke already the throttle what i liked about it is that it had the the levers on top or it below that you have an option to either use the levers on top like you're flying a, a jet or uh, it had the, the the throttle and the mixture and the the the, the what do you call it the trim, yeah. For if you're flying a Cessna, right? So Turtle Beach approaches like, hey, we're gonna give you an all-in-one product that you don't need anything else to fly with. And seeing it for the first time, it's actually a little bit bigger than I thought it would be, which I guess is good. Um, uh, the most I can do is compare it to what we already have. We have the Honeycomb Yoke right now. And um, it is not as stiff as the honeycomb yoke in the feel of it. Honeycomb is really a stiff yoke, both in the roll axis and in the, 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 um, the pitch, so forth. Yeah. It's not as stiff as that, but uh, it's there. It's most like it's like the old Cytec yokes. I want to mm. uh, make the analogy to. It's like the Cytec yoke. And um, what was interesting about it, and you saw that, probably you were going to get into that, it was both hooked up to a Xbox and a PC. You know, at first I saw the Xbox, I was like, all right, so it's going to be an Xbox thing. But no, it's a, both Xbox and PC for the uh, Turtle Beach. And I was like, hmm, that's good. So those are my initial impressions with it. I have, didn't get a chance to spend a lot of time flying with it and st so forth and so on. But uh, what did you think about it? Uh, we're we, we going to be honest tonight? Or uh, how are we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we always honest. Okay. Yeah. But how how okay. honest am I right. going to be? All right. You, are you asking me to rate it, rate it on the scale of one to something? Is uh, that what you're asking? I mean, I'm not right. asking Look, anything. Okay, let me just say this. All right. The Turtle Beach, con considering that we're going to talk about Honeycomb and we're going to talk about Thrustmaster, Turtle Beach is now going to be the new entry level. Put it that way. It's going to be the entry level uh, yoke and throttle that if you have an Xbox, you're going to want to get that because it's the only option right now as far as I know. 
and they're catering to that. Uh, if you're a PC person and you, you're I'm not sure what the price is going to be, but if you're a PC person, you know, and um, hey, John Boy Strong, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Nice seeing you, brother. Absolutely, man. Definitely. It's reading out here. But yeah, the, tur the Turtle Beach is going to be the entry level product. Let's just put it that way. You can take the mic. Go ahead, man. <laughs> oh, the Turtle Beach uh, flight. Velocity one flight control, and uh, I might get in trouble for this one if they if they watch. And um, but it's okay. I got to be honest with the community. This is how it is. Um, but yeah. as soon as I touched it, I'm just gonna kind of break it down for you. As soon as I walked up to the booth, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Like I finally get to see it in person. There's honestly a few things that I wasn't expecting from it. Like surprise wise, um, you said you thought it was a bit bigger, smaller than you expected, right? I actually thought it was bigger. bigger. Yeah, I actually thought it was a little bit bigger than I expected. Right. Um, but. When you when you first touch, like he says, the, the honeycomb yoke is a bit stiffer. This one is definitely not. It's not loose, but it's definitely not as tight as that. I also feel like it's kind of. Um, it reminds me. It reminds me of the Thrustmaster T sixteen thousand throttle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like the the touch, the feel of it. It feels very cheap, for lack of better words, um, and it feels plastic. Like you you can kind of feel the value in your hand. Uh, when you touch it and um, the value is I don't, I don't feel like it's value very high like you said I th it's a definitely an intro intro level uh, control system uh, my only issue with it uh, I think it's a great product my issue is the price right now the prices they're asking for it, uh, which I believe oh, is what go ahead did they release a price for it already because yes. I didn't hear that part. yes there is a price for it already and I believe it is 379 what? Three hundred and seventy-nine dollars, U.S. All right, so we're looking at three hundred and eighty dollars. Uh, how much is the um, the the honeycomb yoke again? Was it two eighty? Like two ninety-nine or something like that. Two ninety-nine, two eighty. I think is what I paid for it back then. So basically, almost four hundred bucks. Yeah, that's almost mm. the price of an Xbox. Yeah, right yeah, now the Alpha time? honeycomb yoke is going for two seventy-nine ninety-nine. So that's a hundred dollars cheaper. But with the Turtle Beach one, you're getting a, a yoke, a throttle. You're getting a few more, like, you get a lot of buttons. There's actually a lot of freaking buttons on that thing. I was surprised by how many buttons there are on it. And it's Xbox. Um, not exclusive, but it does work on the Xbox out of the box. Right. But still, even with all the extra stuff that it has in it, I don't think that 379, 379 is. Yeah. Um, uh, generic gamer is saying that the, the Thrustmaster is also compatible with the Xbox. It is, well, the new ones. The, 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 was it ah. called V2 or something V2. like that? I got Whatever you. they announced yeah. this weekend uh, is a completely new version of the Honeycomb yoke. It's the exact same yoke that we all know, except now it's Xbox compatible. That's the only mm. difference. You can't make the current, like, if you already have a Honeycomb yoke before this weekend, uh, you're right. not going to have an Xbox compatible honeycomb yoke. It's just, it's not possible because of some technology. Wow. Stuff. Um, but if you get the new one that has a little Xbox button on it, it's really all they added to it was a little Xbox button on it and some kind of chip on the inside uh, that makes it compatible with the Xbox. But uh, yeah, I'm looking at the Velocity One website right now and it, it is $379.95. It is still yet to be available for pre order, um, but uh, you can sign up for the mailing list thing. But yeah, $379. 95. Ow. I don't know. I when I thought when I heard the price, I was like, it's a little steep for what it is. It does some great stuff, but I don't know. I think for the market that they're trying to hit with that specific product, especially after me and you got the, the chance to touch it and feel it, it doesn't feel like a $400 product. 
True. Uh, you're absolutely right. It does not. I mean, they're shooting for the stars here. And, uh, you know, um, it's got a screen on the yoke. It's got, a, as you said, a bunch of buttons on it. It's got a trim wheel that you can use, like a Cessna trim wheel. Yeah. You know, I think my biggest problem is not what it looks like, is the touch, the feel of it. Because Honeycomb and Thrustmaster is stepping up the game when it comes to feel. Mm-hmm. And feel is important. You understand? When you're just starting out, you just want to get your hands on whatever. But once you're experiencing a certain thing, you're not going to go backwards and feel. You're going to go forwards on that. And here's and I the think, thing. Uh, yeah. when, when you're just getting started and you want to just get in, you're not looking at $400 for a flight control system. No. You know what I'm saying? You're looking at like maybe $100, $150 max because you don't even have hardware yet. You don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's hard to True. convince somebody on console on an Xbox who just paid all this money for an Xbox. They just paid all this money for Microsoft Flight Simulator Deluxe Edition. And then they got to buy a freaking PMDG product and pay another $100 for that. And then you're asking yep. them to get a flight control system for the console for $400. I don't yes. know. Uh, now, if you're, if you're going for people like us, seasoned people who have been doing flights for a long time, you want more high quality, more, uh, you know, higher fidelity products. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind yep. of person who would pay $400 on, on, for a, a, a yoke system that's true. good true, quality. True. Now, again, even if they were going for that market, I don't think that this... Just based on how I touched it, how I felt it, and as soon as I touched that thing, I was like, "Like no, like this is this isn't it. This is not the wave, my friend. This is not the wave." Uh, I'll be honest, the throttle part, like, it has a really, lot of really cool freaking features to it. Like they were really smart the way they put it together. It's just like the throttle; it really doesn't have any resistance to it, but it works. You know what I mean? You know, it's I don't I don't get too picky on that. The the, the trim wheel is pretty cool. It's kind of like incognito the way it sits right there between the the yoke. And the throttle, so you kind of forget that it's there. It actually has these right. um, the panels. I'm not sure if you ever saw this, but the guy like kind of broke it down for me. He, you can actually take off the panels in the middle and replace them with different panels, or even change them and, and customize them and put little hef- like stickers come in the pack where you can like say, hey, this is gonna be the engine. This is gonna be this. This is gonna be that. Like there's a lot of stuff you can do with it, a lot of customization, but I just don't feel like right. they're hitting the right price point uh, there. And like I said, when I touched that yoke for the first time, which and honestly, everything else is cool. The yoke was the most important part. Uh, trying to fly it in Microsoft Flight Simulator, which is already super pitchy, <laughs> you know, uh, That's pitchy. The thing. Is... Go ahead. Gonna have that 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 fine tuning of your of your flying. Because I was gonna say, if anything, it would just be a GA product only. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, Microsoft Flight Sim as it is right now with some of the planes on there, it's very pitchy. So yeah. added to this, uh, I wonder what your experience is gonna be. Yeah. But four hundred dollars U.S. dollars was it three eighty uh, euros? Yeah, that is steep, man. I, I didn't mean, even realize that they dropped the price on it. It can uh, yeah. maybe what we saw, what I got to feel was a pre-production version. Maybe it's not completely done, so I'll put that disclaimer out there. Uh, right. But I don't know. I would still love to to get my hands on it and 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 give it a final test to see how it really feels on my PC, on my system, and really get more time. Because honestly, like when you're at the expo, you get like very little time to fly. I think I I did like one pattern out there. Uh, on the Xbox out there in the system, but you know, be, getting a chance to kind of get your hands on it and do spend a little bit more time on it would be better. I was actually walking up on a pilot who was uh, out there at Flight Sim Expo. He had never really played any flight sims before. Right. He's just a pilot. He's out there. He's at the Turtle Beach booth trying to figure it out. You know, uh, so it's kind of interesting, entertaining seeing a pilot who doesn't flight sim hop on and try out some of our stuff. 
Wow. All right. Well, that's it. That's our opinion on the <laughs> Velocity One. We're not even going to go anymore. You guys are feeling us exactly. You know, they I was, trying to, I I was, tr I was trying to skirt around a little bit. I know you were like, trying. Oh, I, I can't. Get to the point, bro. I can't. <laughs> so, I got to be honest is. with you guys. I can't lie to you guys. You guys are the it. truth. All right, good deal. Turn right. up, hit us up, change our mind. I know, please, please, please. Or my please. mind. XP is saying right? nothing. He's on the exactly. fence. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Hey, no man, you never know. I might want to sit upstairs with the, with the big screen TV, plug in an Xbox, and just fly around and tootle around. All right. So who, who next? Honeycomb or Thrustmaster? Let's go with Honeycomb, man. All right, Let's go with right. Honeycomb next. I mean, Honeycomb, uh, Smitty in chat says, didn't Honeycomb have an all-in-one PC Xbox stick and throttle under the glass case in front of the boot? So, yeah, when you walk into Flight Sim Expo, one of the first um, boots you see is Honeycomb. It was a little bit off to the left side there. I and they had Honeycomb this... had the biggest booth at the show. Yeah, they had a huge booth, man. It had this nice glass case. Actually, Thrustmaster had a big booth, too. It's like a double booth. But Honeycomb has a nice glass case with a whole bunch of stuff underneath it. And I have a video up that I put on a, either Twitter or um, or um, Instagram. But underneath that, they had some new stuff. You know, you were talking earlier about the version 2. Let's talk about the version 2 real quick. Then we'll talk about what's under the glass case. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you were talking about the, uh, the version 2. So basically you're saying, I didn't, I didn't hear this. Any, um, uh, the uh, Bravo, uh, not the Bravo throttle, but the Alpha, uh, flight yoke. Anything that sells now, it's going to be um, Microsoft Flight Sim compatible. Sorry, Xbox compatible. I don't know if it's like, hey, now anything that ships is going to be Xbox compatible. I don't know if that's the truth. Um, right. But I do know that on Friday at the Captain's Corner, that's when they announced that they have Xbox products, like the V2 version. I, guess, I just don't know when exactly that's going to go into effect. So don't right. go out there and buy one today thinking, hey, I'm getting the Xbox version. Um, so because you might not, I don't know. I don't even see it on their website. Right? I don't. I don't see anything on the website showing it uh, right now. But they yeah, did announce that they were going to do that. So yeah, I mean, everybody, all the everybody's going after the after the Xbox market. It's going to be a huge market for them. You understand? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the Xbox market you can't ignore. So making Xbox specific things, hey, or just make it compatible with everything and call I think it a it day. Is smart. They like made that. it. They they came back redesigned their own product but didn't change anything right right honeycomb yoke is not broken so why change it why like why why fix it so they just went right. back and was like hey well we have an issue we want our yoke our current one to work on xbox the problem is xbox has some kind of a, i think they explained it's some kind of uh uh security thing or something like that when yeah. you plug it in xbox basically rejects it because it doesn't have the xbox chip inside and so they have to make a new one put an xbox chip in it and now it has an xbox ah. button on it this um, is like a hardware chip for authentication in there. Yes, that's what it's called, authentication. Exactly. Authentication. So they had yeah. to go back and redo that. Um, so, but I think it's smart to make it so that it still works on PC. It's not Xbox specific. Again, same thing the Turtle Beach did. If they made it Xbox specific, that's fine. But then they're, you know, they're they're blocking out the rest of the community. The the majority of people who have been here already, you know, the right. PC people. Obviously, there's a lot more on the yep. on the console side coming in, but still. Yeah, I, I think it's smart to do to do both. I think it's smart what Honeycomb did. I was curious to see how they were going to respond to that. Good. 
I mean, look, the Honeycomb hardware itself, as you said, hasn't changed and it still holds up. I have it. I flew with it yesterday and the thing just still feels good, man. Uh, I've had, I know you've had a little bit of issue with yours. They're going to replace it, but mine I've been running for what, what a year or two years now. Yeah. And the thing is brilliant. The thing works. I mean, it's nice. It feels good in the hand, the rubberized texture on it, the trim wheel. I've not had, I've had zero issues with my, my Honeycomb yoke. Zero. Here's, I don't have the throttle quadrant, but go ahead. Here's a perfect example of that first touch, right? When I first touched the Turtle Beach yoke, I was like, yeah, this is not the wave, right? When I first ever touched my honeycomb yoke, I was like, yep. you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Anybody in chat yep. who's got a honeycomb yoke, when you first touch yeah. that, when you first grab the thing out of the box, before you even plug it into your sim, like you just touch the, the materials that it's made out of. It's also made out of plastic, I believe, right? Yep. But it just has that yep. feel, that soft feel to it. It's comfortable. It just makes you feel like, you, I don't know how to explain it, but. You know what it is? That feel is a BMW feel, man. BMW does a lot of plastics covered with this rubberized texture. That fades after like five years, but anyway. <laughs> but that's what it is. But it sells you, know, you when you first touch yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's important. If you're gonna spend over two, three hundred bucks on a product, you want that thing to feel good in your hand. You don't you want, want it to, it to feel like three hundred dollars. Exactly. I remember when I it. opened up my honeycomb yoke. I th I didn't make a video. I should have, but I uh, I, right. I will. I'm gonna get a new one. I'll make a video then. Uh, when I first opened it up and touched it, I was like, this literally feels like money. Literally, like, that's the best way I can explain it. It feels like money. It's just all over the top of the yoke. Nice. Oh, man. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it did. <laughs> you know, and so that, so uh, Honeycomb is still keeping the game going, man. I mean, you can't go wrong if you have a Honeycomb or if you want to pick one up. You can't go wrong with it. But let's talk about the future of Honeycomb, what they were showing under the hood here. Um I wish I could show you guys some pictures, but they had the plastic covering or the glass covering, the glass case covering some very unique things that they're coming out with. And I've noticed a, a thing or two about it. Basically, they're making a joystick and a throttle quadrant. Yep. Now, I, I heard the uh, the gentleman from Honeycomb, somebody was asking, hey, why don't why doesn't it look exactly or specifically like uh, an Airbus since you already have like a Boeing looking thing. And he goes, no, Honeycomb is positioning themselves to be, to be a, how should I say it? Um, fit anything kind of yoke. And it's going to be the same joystick, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it doesn't look exactly like a, um, an Airbus joystick. The throttle quadrant doesn't look exactly like an Airbus throttle quadrant, but you, it, it has the feel of it in terms of where the button placement and so forth it is. And what's more unique about what they did was a lot of the switches and buttons you can literally remove and replace them and switch them around. So it's almost like imagining a box with switches and buttons on it, but you can literally pick up and take out the switches and buttons and move them around the way you want. You can reorganize them. Yeah. And I think that was like, whoa, they're thinking. They're actually thinking about people because I like to customize my things. Anything that I have, I love customizing it. You know, that's just me. I can't get, get out of customizing. You know, it's fine the way out of the box. But next thing you know, I'm trying to like change it to fit my needs and the way I fly. And I noticed that. I'm not sure if you noticed it, but that's one of the things. They had the little switches sitting to the side. It actually showed you the slot where you can put the switches. All the slots are universal, but the switches are different, basically, is what I want to say. Yeah, I was so, um, very... Because yeah. before, they actually renamed that. Did you, did you realize they renamed it? Did they? What did they name I it? I believe it used to be called 
the Tango or something. I, I can't remember what they named it before, but anyway, they, I think yeah. they redesigned that because they, they showed like, some teasers a while back of uh, Honeycomb coming out with the joystick and uh, Throttle or Hotas, and they named it something different. But at this expo, they renamed it probably because it's now Xbox compatible, most likely. But I, I agree with you. I think it's a smart move. I think the way I think about it is it's going to be an, a huge upgrade to Thrustmaster T16000 because the T16000 yeah. was not developed or made to look like any specific type of aircraft, uh, jet, or anything. And I think it's the same thing with the Honeycomb, what they're doing. I think it's a smart move not to try to create an Airbus joystick, right, mm -hmm. where you limit yourself to only people who fly airliners. Now, obviously, you could use it for anything, but when you're marketing and you say, hey, we got this new Airbus joystick, people are going to, you know, uniquely and originally come over there and be like, yeah, I'm getting a joystick for flying airliners. But they want this yep. to be used for DCS World, Space Sims, like anything that uses a joystick, they want you to use this for. Right, and it's Xbox compatible, so any other flying type game on Xbox, period, should work, right? Which opens yep. the, the realm so much bigger. Because if you're thinking way outside of flight sim, you think about like what's that uh, Star Wars game that was out, right? Um, and that yep. has a massive community as well. So I think it's super smart. I agree. I love all. The, I'm actually looking at my videos of it to remind me. But I loved all the, uh, the 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 panels being able to be removed and moved. They have the flap lever with all the detents. And you can actually put in, remember that? You can actually put in a little uh, customizable slot that changes the detents or like gives you, you know what I'm saying? I think I thought that was really unique and cool. Um, I think somebody yeah. mentioned also there is actually a left and a right-handed version. Um, so yeah, I think it's gonna be a, a really good product. Um, it's not like super massive. Um, it's not huge like everything else, but you could tell it does have that still has that BMW honeycomb feel um, <laughs> to it. And in the background here, I'm rolling a video on it, man. And honestly, I'm just looking at it going, you know what? I'm not sleeping on this thing. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this actually just the customization alone and the look of it, just you, you could look at it. It looks like a million bucks, right? Yeah. It's like, wow, sleek looking, still got that rubberized texture fit, feel on the outside. And just the, the capabilities that you can have in here. I mean, it, it's got the, 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 look, the throttle section does have the detents for, as you said, the Airbus um, flaps, but you can switch that out for something else. Yep. It's got the speed brake sl sl slat right there. It's got the parking brake slat like an Airbus, right? Yep. And it's got two beefy throttles with the auto auto throttle disconnect on it and so forth. I would forth. love you to know, know what, because we didn't, because they had in this big glass pristine box, so you couldn't really get in there and touch it. You could right. just see it up close. So I'm really curious to know what that throttle feels like, or at least what they intended. Because again, this was a really early version. I'm not expecting to see this till like maybe, again, no date has been released on this. I'm just guessing right. and speculating. I'm thinking, expecting to see this like summer next year. Like, that's how far out I'm expecting it. If we get it anytime sooner, I'll be surprised. Um, because it yeah. looks like they're still in the planning phases. They're not even ready. Like, this was, like, probably developed just for the expo, most likely. But I'm curious to know what that throttle feels like, right? Like, when you when you go forward and back, like, you know, because... Slide it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I'm wondering what that what that tension feels like. But, I'm this again, I don't think anybody should sleep on this product. I think this is going to be... I think this is going to really be the, uh, the go-to joystick throttle... Um, setup honestly in the future yeah it's Probably. it's it's surely nice man i'm not gonna lie it's surely nice i mean what i like about it looking at the joystick the base of the joystick is so massive it kind of gives you a feel that it's going to be stable you know what i mean yeah and probably it's like have stable. a little bit of weight to it so that you can a little actually, bit of weight to it you know, exactly uh, and i feel it again we, we haven't had a joystick from honeycomb 
Um, no, so we don't know what kind of technology one. they're going to be running underneath that joystick. How is it going to feel? But I don't know. Just knowing Honeycomb and their reputation and the way they've done things, I don't expect it to. I, th I think it's going to be like a, a beautiful dead zone. I think it's going to be just smooth. As, you know, I just, I don't know. I just, I can't wait. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. Right. Somebody said, is this a T16000M replacer? Yeah. Yes. It's gonna be <laughs> it uh, might not be priced, though. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. It right. might not be T16000 price. It's probably going to be more like above the TCA, but below the mm -hmm. Warthog. Yeah. That's, right. that's what I'm expecting. Fall. So probably right I'm, around. It seems like on their website, they're trying to price mm -hmm. everything just under $300. Uh, so I'm thinking yeah. it's going to be right around the same. Yeah, I'd love to get my hands on it, to be honest. I'd just just to feel how smooth it might feel, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, they have the buttons in the right place. They have the the the, the, um, the autopilot disconnect is there. They're, they're, they put a trim a trim thing on the joystick. I'm not mad at that. On oh, good. on the joystick. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it makes the sense. Joystick. It's just, yeah, I, I think. There's, yeah, there's a POV switch on there also, and there's a trigger itself, you know. And there's another one, too. They have, like, almost like they have two different ones. I'm looking at it trying to see if they went a different direction because the joystick, there's two... Different setup for the joystick. Maybe it's just different configurations that they have. <clears throat> so let's say it's highly configurable. Is that the word yeah, I'm looking for? Yeah, highly configurable. So, you know what I mean? It even has um, three red, looks like red lights for like uh, engine fire or fire test yeah. on it too, which is crazy. Like that's a, you know, on the throttle quadrant itself. So I personally thought that was point useless. <laughs> I saw that, I was like, guys, that's a freaking waste no. of space. Put something else there. That was my honest opinion when I saw this. I think it's on the throttle quadrant part. Uh, it's, like big, it's like an APU fire, I think. And it's like two engine fire, like like um, yep. hidden, not hidden, but uh, covered switches. I'm like, you could have put something yep. else there because anybody going to use that. True, true, true. But yeah, that was my thought on, on um, Honeycomb. I mean, they're they're in the game. They're staying in the game. They're not going anywhere. Go to wait. There's and I more. love that. Yeah. There's Go more. ahead, man. Uh, there's the, uh, the rudder pedals. Did you get a chance to get your feet on those rudder pedals? Yes, that was that spaceship-looking rudder pedals. That's the best <laughs> I could describe it. Have you guys seen this thing? This thing looks like a spaceship, man. The rudder pedals that they're coming out with, it sits flat on the ground, and it's a complete opposite of what Thrustmaster is doing. Complete opposite. Thrust, Thrustmaster one is, is high up. Uh, theirs is completely elongated and flat on the ground, and then literally you're pushing the rudder pedals along back and forth. Now, I did not get not get a chance to feel it. I did not get a chance to feel how it feel. How did it feel to you? Uh, well, first of all, anybody in chat know the nickname for Thrustmaster's uh, TFRP rudder pedals? <laughs> go ahead and spam that in the chat for us while we're talking about this. I thought it was Jeez. funny. Oh um, how did it feel? Uh, mm. It felt heavy. Mm. It felt heavy. Like the actual pedals themselves, they felt like heavy to move. Um, from what I remember, they were they were smooth though. They were very smooth, but it's kind of a bit heavier than um. Than I'm used to because I'm used to using the Thrustmaster TFRP uh, rudder pedals. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think my my biggest thing and the thing I've heard, uh, I guess, around the expo, um, was that it was bigger than people were expecting. Uh, like it, it's massive. Like it's longer. It's probably yeah. bigger than most people's desk. Um, and that was kind of an issue for a lot of people. They didn't like the size. They they you know they wanted to be bigger. You know, for people who are a bit bigger, so they can have more space in between the rudder pedals, which is perfectly fine. They, but the right. issue was that. It's just it's it was so much longer and it stuck out. It was just so big um, that most people's setups probably won't be big enough to hold it. Yeah, unfortunately, un unfortunately, you know what I mean. But 
it's probably going to be one of those specialty things. You know, if you're going to build your little sim pit at home, then you're going to want to make space for it. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. How was the feel the feel of it to you? I mean, compared to real world, I mean, I'm. No, we haven't flown real world, maybe you know, Cessna or so, but heavy heavy is better in my opinion. I'm not against heavy. heavy. Yeah, yeah heavy I like is the resistance that it gives you, right? Because in, in yeah. I feel like in real life you're gonna get some resistance. You know, if you just yep. barely like right now I have my rudder pedals on my feet and I can just barely just bump into them and and it's moving, you know what I mean? Um yep. so I think that having that tension back I think is good. So I don't think that the pedals uh, as far as the aesthetics of it, or not the aesthetics, but like the physical, like how you move them, that felt great to me. Um, it's just, they were just massive. Let me, let me just say that whoever is designing, um, honeycomb stuff, these things are beautiful looking, man. <laughs> Seriously. I'm not lying. These things look good. You know what I mean? Just it's the way they execute nut rubber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Nutcracker. God. I know, man, but they're beautiful, man. The way, you know, so look, they came to flight some expo and they did their job. It in is. my estimate, they, they represented themselves. That Honeycomb did their job at Flight Sim Expo, and I really have a funny picture of the um, the CEO of Honeycomb checking out the next person we're going to be talking about, which is Thrustmaster. That yes, was funny. I thought you got that. that picture. I did want to go oh, before yeah. we move on, though. There was even more yeah. at the booth. I spent a little time over there at Honeycomb's booth, and they got did a new you... gaming chair coming. Did you, you see know, that? Honestly, yes, and I walked past it. You walked? Why? 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 I glimpsed that gaming chair, and in my estimation, hmm, if I look to my left and I look at the Hand of God's uh, office chair, and I go, babe, can I put you, take your chair in the garage for a second? I want to need to screw these two blocks on the handles and give it back to you in five minutes. That's what it looked like. So I was just complimenting Honeycomb on the beautiful designs, but that chair, <laughs> nah, bro. No, I'm sorry. But did you I can literally it? didn't sitting it, but the look of it is basically an office chair with two things screwed onto the arms. That's it. Tell me what you you thought when you sat in it. So I sat in it. Uh, mm -hmm. I sat in the honeycomb. I don't know what they're, what they're naming it, but the chair, the office chair, and it is exactly that. It's an office chair um, with honeycomb branding on it. That's literally all it is. Uh, it is. I will say this though. I'll be honest. It is really comfortable, but that's not surprising. It? It's basically a a right. a a, uh, <laughs> a, uh, a high tier, I guess, chair, office chair. Um, the the material, just like all the yokes, have that soft, just kind of like buttery feel. So again, it's it's a very comfortable chair. Um, but the idea of just plotting down, you know, platforms on on on. <laughs> On the, uh, what do you call these things? Armrest. Right. And, and then having a joystick and a throttle, I assume that you would, that's kind of what they were advertising it. Um, I don't know, man, because me and you talked to the expo about like, what if like you're trying to land and like your chair spins? Because there are locks on the, on the wheels, right? Every officer has locks on the wheel. Um, and, and this, exactly. And this is a reason why I haven't got rid of my next level racing chair. I'm not just talking because. It doesn't move. It's sturdy. It's set. So when I'm landing in Burbank and my airplane is skating off to the right, trying to go in a hangar, and I'm jamming on the rudder pedals, my chair is not moving. Yeah. It's just that, just that the airplane keeps sliding off the runway. You know what I'm saying? That's mainly it when it happens too. Is when you're putting a lot of pressure on the back of the chair. You're like exactly. freaking. Your your palms are sweating because you're gripping the yoke so hard, and you're pushing that right yeah. rudder, left rudder, whatever. It's happening right now, actually. I'm putting, <laughs> I'm, I'm rolling exactly. backwards on, on the carpet. Uh, but exactly. it's one thing I actually I. I I gave feedback to one of the guys I was at the, at the Honeycomb booth, like, hey, so that, 
you know, I, I get what you're trying to do. This is kind of a cool idea. It could work. Some people may want it. But you need to do make a way so that you can also not only lock the wheels, but lock the ability to, to turn left and right. Ben, exactly. Exactly. You, you're going to spin yourself around trying to maneuver the rudder pedals abruptly. Because I mean, what happens is you lock the wheels, and then you push you push the uh, the chair, and the wheels are locked, but they still slide on the surface, and they end up turning underneath you, and then you end up facing a different direction. Especially, this is something you'll know if you're in VR, is you don't know your situational awareness going on in your real life, and next thing you know, your chair is over here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially if, you, like, if you're using a yoke, you kind of have a point of reference of where the front is. Yep. But if you're exactly. using like you know stuff right here and you're just going like you're all out, you're playing DCS world, just trying to like fly. Next thing you know, you're looking the other, the other direction. So uh, it's an interesting idea. Um, yeah, man. But I think yeah. it needs some more design. Um, they need to work Absolutely. on design. And here's a perfect transition for you. Geo said that the next level racing had a nice chair at the Thrustmaster boot. Yes, they did. Did you see that? I Bro, did. I went on the website. I looked for it. It doesn't exist on the website yet. Yeah, I saw. I was like, you know, in Thrustmaster was kind of hush hush about it. They were using mm -hmm. some chair that nobody had. And I was like, mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, XP, you got that chair? <laughs> no. Nope. Like, what chair? So I'm, I'm thinking that there's a new next level chair coming out at some point. And next level wasn't that actually there themselves. That is the only chair I would consider replacing the one I have with, mm. because I sat in that chair. Not only does it have the adjustability where you can slide forward and backwards, you can also adjust the angle on the back of the chair incrementally. Yeah, you understand? Yeah. So you're completely customizable. You understand? Um, and the, the ergonomics of the chair when I sat in it fit me perfectly immediately right away. Did you That's actually sit in that chair? Yes, I did. Okay, I didn't I had to, to sit in that It caught my eyes, and I was like, I have to sit. Because I, I, I have two next-level racing chairs so far. Mm -hmm. You have one of them. Yep. Okay, and I have this one, which I've, I've stuck with. When I saw that one, I was like, wait a minute, I don't recognize this product. I sat in that chair, and immediately, without any adjustments, the thing felt good, mm. right off the bat. As a matter of fact, guys, here's the deal, right? Here's what I'm thinking. I'll share my little secret. There are gaming chairs, hundreds of them out there, for different purposes, different design, different colors. But for us flight simmers... We need a specific flight simming chair. Yep. And I think that's the one that Next Level Racing showed. That's the best I've seen so far, specifically for flight simming. Not for racing, not for iRacing, not for anything else. We need a, a, a simming chair because it has different criteria. Somebody said they, do, they took the wheel. JDFX said he took the wheels off of his chair so it doesn't move. <laughs> yeah, we need a chair that doesn't move, but gives you the ability to slide the chair backwards and forward like you do in a real cockpit. You understand? Yeah. So yeah, that's what you need. And um, but I I like that chairman, that thrustmaster hat. So, so I like to yeah. make predictions on this show, and mm -hmm. I think I'm doing pretty good, especially after last week. Um, next nice. level. <laughs> next yep. level. Uh, so we see this chair at the expo. That's like an unknown. You know, nobody knows what it is. They're not even promoting it. It's just there, right? Right. So. Next level actually just recently released what they call the GT Racing Simulator Chair Pro. That's probably the complete wrong name. Basically, it's a pro version of a recently light version. The light version is the equivalent to the Flight Simulator light chair, which we can get right now. It's like, you know, people call right. it the, the glorified lawn chair is what they call it. Right. Um, but so that, I was kind of like, well, if we have a light version and they've already given the racers a pro version, and that means that they're, in the, they're designing a pro version for us. And I'm assuming that what we saw at Expo may be the pro 
version. Now, I don't know how much it's going to cost. Probably double what the light was. Um, and the right. light was, you know, it wasn't cheap, but it wasn't super expensive either. So uh, I think that maybe they can learn from the design mistakes they made on the light chair. Um, right. Build on it and make it like the perfect. Because again, we don't have that I know of, like the perfect, like the the flight simulator chair. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Spag said it's, it needs to be something like the the, the the seat the seats in your car. Yeah, you know, um, we sat in two real seven three seven cockpit seats, and we haven't even gotten there yet. Oh. And you see, the ergonomics of that is completely different. Completely different. You understand? So that's what we need for flight simming. The, yeah. the period off the bat. And that's what we saw at the Thrustmaster boot. So we might as well get to Thrustmaster. Yeah, speaking because... of predictions, was that, was that right or was that right last week? <laughs> you were right. You were right. We could rewind the tape so we could watch. I was oh, wrong about I the force feedback part. People were at this expo were talking about force yeah. feedback. I was like, guys, I told you it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> but right. Thrustmaster did drop on us a yoke. And last week we talked about this and we we're like, hey, what is Thrustmaster going to do? We were like, I think a yoke would make sense. And it happened. They, they dropped, announced a Thrustmaster Boeing yoke. Not even that. A Thrustmaster Boeing License 787 yoke and throttle, uh, which, you know, yeah. What, what do you think about the announcement? And then what do you think when you actually got to touch it? Thrustmaster, Thrustmaster, you have forever changed the game when it comes to yoke. Period. Honeycomb changed the game when it comes to a quality yoke that works and feels good. Thrustmaster went, watch this, hold my beer. And you're like, yo, we're going to come right. <laughs> and they did. They, they hit it out the park a thousand percent. Um, I, I went first time, got my initial impression, walked around the hall, came back again, spent some more quality time with it. And my initial impressions were like, all right, okay, this is legit. This is awesome. This is good. Maybe a little bit light in the pitch. I came back and sat with it, and I said, no, this is actually perfect. They have dialed in and tuned this thing properly. So here's what they did, guys. I'm sure you guys have seen the pictures already. The, the new part that they have brought to us is the pivoting port. Mm -hmm. So you're sitting in a cockpit of a Boeing 737, 787, 767, 757, 747. Any Boeing. Any Boeing, right? And it doesn't come out of the bulkhead towards you. The yoke is attached to the floor and it pivots towards you, right? That's what it does. It pivots towards you back and forth. Somehow they managed to miniaturize that and make it work. Because when I sat in the chair in front of it and started using it and pulling it towards me and it just slightly pivot towards me, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh man, the smile on my face was like, yo, this is, this is legit the way to go. Uh, as far as the, 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 the roll, it snaps back to center, but it, it snaps back with a, with a, with a vengeance. You understand? It? <laughs> yes, it does. So you're, you make sure you guys go work out. Okay. Because you're going to need some muscle strength to fly this with one hand on takeoff and landing and use the throttle at the same time. It is absolutely fantastic. Um, and the reason is there's a picture you can see inside is made of metal. It's not all plastic. That's the difference. Yeah. It's they call it a, a pendular effect instead of there the you usual, go. like how we have all the other yokes we've seen in the community. There you go. Specs. The pendulum effect. Exactly. That's what it's called. So, um, that the look the quality even even down to the way it's mounted to the desk mm -hmm. is very unique 
because you literally get to slide it. There's a top piece and a bottom piece and your desk is sandwiched in between and you tighten up the, the little nut on the bottom. So that way it's going to be stable on the desk. It's not going to move around. It's not going to rock around. And um, the movement on it is good. I mean, it's got the typical um, autopilot disconnect switches, trim switches, um, hi-hat switch, you know, for POV stuff. But I don't, I don't even care about the buttons, man. I, I just, I just, just want the, and the feel. Let's talk about the feel. We, we were going on and on and on and on about a honeycomb, but the feel of it in the hand, the fact that it didn't even register to me, that means it was great. It, it was, it was memorable in terms of. I got past the field immediately because I didn't, wasn't even worried about it. It felt like Blue said earlier, it felt like whatever they're going to charge for it, it feels that good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, so, like, compared to like Honeycomb and Turtle Beach, you know, the other two yolks that were at the show, the Turtle Beach yeah. one, like I said, just felt like plastic. It felt like empty plastic. Um, the Honeycomb one, it just feels like the BMW of the flight sim world, right? When you touch it, you just yeah. like, no, this is going to take you on an adventure. Uh, the Thrustmaster one, when you touch that one, it's like, it's not like as 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 uh, high class as and soft as as you feel the honeycomb yoke um but you know it, it really kind of it doesn't i don't know it's hard to explain but it doesn't bother me the feel you know some people yeah, i think it's gonna bother them because they they want that heavy heavy duty thing right and if you're gonna get that heavy heavy duty uh hardware you're gonna pay a lot of money for it uh, but what I see there is that they actually kept it in a, and, you know, use the material in a way that you could actually afford this. Um, but where the, you know, where it really comes is the, the way it moves, right? Like you said, like, it's not just right. a pole that's sticking in and out and kind of, kind of predict that. let's get back to the finish on it. The finish on it is exactly what it is in a Boeing cockpit. Hmm. It's no, no frills. Like, you know, it's, it means business. You get in front of this, you go fly, you mean business. You yeah. understand? Yeah. That's what it is. You understand? The, 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 thr- the, the honeycomb is more like a GA luxury. I'm flying my Citation 1000 or whatever. You know what I mean? Citation 10. This is like all business. You're in a cockpit now. And the size of it, you know, but anyway, I didn't mean to cut you. Keep going. No, no, you're good. I like, you're saying all good stuff. No, yeah, but no, to, to the, continue the, the what you were saying, it, the size of it is, is the, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you the say size it. of it is, is, is I, I, I can't say for certain it's one for one, but having feel a 7.3 yoke in my hand and feeling this one, they're pretty similar size-wise. Yeah, I feel like I it's just a wrong. little bit smaller. Than, maybe a tiny, yeah. It's like just probably scaled down maybe, I don't know, maybe it's like three-fourths or something. You know what I mean? Like it's not, I don't think it's full size, but I think it's it's definitely not that far off that it would, you know, it's again, it's a, it's a home version of it. Right, this is meant to fit in people's setup, no matter the size it is. Uh, whether you have a full big setup where you spend a lot of money on it, or if you just get the start and this is your first yoke, um, so they really thought about that. And again, you can kind of feel like it's going to be quality at a budget. Yep, definitely. And it's also using, I believe, they advertise a lot of like they're using actual metal on the inside to create that pendular effect, um, and you know, in the science of yeah. it all. It's got a metal structure in the in the the handle. The yoke itself, in the pivot point, and in the base itself, it's all metal. The uh, plastic yeah. is literally just covering over everything. You know what I mean? But it, it it is. And so I can go on and on and on and on about this yoke. I just want it. That's it. <laughs> End the story, man. I, just I I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, when I got my hands on it and got to to touch it and feel like hey, this is pretty cool. Like, again, this is what I was expecting. This is kind of what I was hoping that they would do. Um, is their first yoke ever? You know, you know, honey, you know, honeycomb uh, thrustmaster has a lot of products in their cat in their um, catalog, but they've never right. done a yoke. So 
you know, for them to come out like and do it the way they did it, it's very impressive to be honest with you. They didn't just like say just slap a pole in there and just try to get the the tension right. Like no, they didn't do that. Like hey, let's like how does a yoke actually work? How can we mimic? How can we duplicate? How can we simulate what a yoke actually feels like uh, based on how it sits in a Boeing cockpit, right? Because I think a lot of people when they create their their yokes, they're not specifically making it Boeing, right? Uh, yep. They're making it for you know because. A Cessna does have a pole sticking into the dash, right? That's how it is. That's how it works. Um, yep. But for them trying to be Boeing specific allows them to think a bit more outside of the box and try to create, like I said, that pendulum effect they're trying to do. And it's really, you know, when we were there, we didn't get a chance to actually try it in any simulator. So we don't really know what that sensitivity is going to be like. And a lot of people are talking about the pitchiness of it. A lot of people are talking about the role. You know, we're all, you know, nobody's going to be completely happy, but we really won't know until we get our hands on it and get to fly it in X-Plane and Microsoft Flight Simulator and P3D uh, and get an idea of how that feels. I know some people also were kind of um, thrown off by the design design decision, like the way that one part sticks right down between your legs. Um, but that's really where the science of it goes down to. Like they, they needed that part to get that effect because there is actually a pole that comes down the back of it not straight not straight back but like down like right. actual yoke so it's well, like it's sticking down to that yes yeah exactly welcome to boeing, welcome you, to boeing you now you now no longer have leg room um <laughs> so <laughs> this this is not an airbus where you can cross your legs and pull out your tray table exactly. no it's a business it's a business workstation man um it also comes with um two throttle. levers at the bottom uh, i guess you can use it for throttle you could probably use it for fuel cutoff. I probably will never use it. I yeah, probably just won't use it me. But yeah, yeah. they, they kind of said yeah. the reason they put those two um, levers on the bottom was if somewhere, someone was were to buy it and not buy the throttle as well. Like If that was all they there had, they would be able to still control the throttle and everything with um, those levers down there. So it makes sense. Right. I mean, every device they've come out with has something like that. Because they're thinking, like, hey, yep. what about that person who doesn't have the budget to buy this and a throttle? All they want is this one thing. They just want this one yoke. It's one joystick. We still need, they need to be able to control the throttle somehow. Yep. Well, Thrustmaster Boeing throttle. Yeah. What was your thoughts on that? Because I got pictures of you checking it out, bro. I can't see you did. Oh, me? I know you did. Yeah, man. <laughs> that <laughs> throttle. So I saw it in chat already. So I was like, where's the flaps at? Well, hey, that was one of my first questions. The first thing I noticed yes. was that uh, there was no flap lever. There was a speed brake lever, but no flap lever. I thought that was extremely weird. Uh, and so I asked... And basically, apparently, from at least as of now, this may change before release, uh, but you can actually swap out that speed brake lever and put a flap lever on it. So apparently, whenever you get this in the box, you will get a, a, a speed brake attachment and you'll get a flap attachment. And you get to choose <laughs> flaps or speed brakes. Now, if you're like me, I need both. Um, yep. So yep. I mean, that wasn't my favorite thing. I was a little bit like, okay, well, you couldn't have extended it a few inches and added the flaps over there, you know? Uh, I'm expecting and predicting, again, another prediction in this show, uh, that we're going to see something like this, where you get this one section, and then there's going to be an add-on. So, like, if you don't uh, have the add-on, uh, you don't get flaps, you don't get speed brakes. All you you know, throttle I'm and telling these. you, man, Blue, I don't care what they say about you, man. You are one highly smart individual. Because <laughs> you just said it. I'm looking at it going, as you said, come in the box. You can either have the, the flap lever or the... Um, the speed brakes. But if you add a second one together, mm -hmm. you now have a Boeing 747 quadrant mm. where you have the four levers yeah. and then either end, you could have the speed brakes where it needs to be and the flat where it needs to be. Think about it. You put two throttle quadrants together, you yeah. now have a, a, a Boeing four, what do you call that? 
um, and the spacing seven. is even. Yeah. 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 Man. yeah. So, yeah. I still so, don't yeah. like the decision to only put one on the initial. Like, if you're going to, like, they, I feel like they either need to leave off the speed break and right. do an add on like this or have them both initially. I just, I don't, I don't like that. Um, now, as far, as far as the throttles themselves, like, they felt okay. I mean, honestly, like, they felt a lot like this. That's kind of what my, my impression was. Like, if you have a Thrustmaster throttle, um, specifically the TCA one, if the throttles feel a lot like it when it comes to the tension of it, uh, the feel of it, like, again, this is, uh, you know, not a super expensive plastic here. Um, it feels just like it, in my opinion, just a different color, uh, different design. Uh, I think it did have reverser levers on there, which a lot of people were... Uh, we're, uh, we're talking about how like you know flimsy those were uh but it does have reversers built in on it but again i just the thing the main thing for me was i didn't like that they didn't include the the flap lever i just think right. it's i, I don't think Some, it was, i didn't think it was smart somebody said the holy grail is going to be the um the thrust master yoke and the the brava throttle <laughs> together thrust it's going to be the holy grail but yeah you know look um <clears throat> i have I could have gotten the, the Brava throttle, and I didn't. Chief Sim Pilot uh, gave me those um, SciTech add-ons, and the reason why I love them because they're full size, almost. The feel of them is just heavy and beefy, and they're big. But they're add-ons. They're add-on to whatever you already own. And I think everybody has to make compromise with price and size. And I think Thrustmaster probably made a compromise here to say, all right, you know what? The throttle part is is okay. And then the reverses will just give you the reverses the way the Boeing style does. It's I don't know what the pricing on it is going to be. Yeah. Uh, actually, talk about the TCA and throttle. My TCA is a little bit looser and it's fully tightened. The new TCA that I saw, I guess the version two, they are tighter than mine. Yeah. They went back and tightened them. Same for so me. if you bought a TCA a TCA throttle right now, it's going to feel way better than the one that I have. It feels which is, so which much is better. Good. Again, same so exact better. material yeah. and everything. It's just the tension yeah. in the actual axis is like tighter it feels a lot more natural right. it feels like you kind of even have more control over it right because you can kind of feel like you can go a bit more finer um but yeah i agree when i was one of the first things me and you noticed when we when we got on there in their booth and we started flying with their tca throttle we're like man like this feels this feels different you know yeah absolutely it does feel different you know so you know hopefully this these these are in beta they'll take the feedback off everybody and go all right let's tighten them up a little bit mm -hmm. you know because we want that resistance man we we definitely want that resistance on the throttles you know we're we're so used to having the resistance now that not having it again is going to be like Bleh. you know it matters Re resistance matters there you go <laughs> but yeah but you know look I would still get the, the, the combo of the uh, the the Boeing throttles and the Thrustmaster yoke together. I would still get the combo. Add you a, know, I like a question the grain. in the chat actually about how high does the does the um the yoke sit on the desk? I think it's a perfect height. I've been struggling with my um, honeycomb because I either have to put it on top of the desk, which I feel is a little bit too high, mm -hmm. or under desk, which is a slightly too low. Yeah. Um, when I was there and I was sitting in front of it. It felt good. And I think the reason is because it's not stationary. It's the pivot. The mm -hmm. pivot, it somehow makes it where you can go up or down a few inches and it's still going to feel good no matter which one. You know yeah, what I mean? Because what they did was they yeah. lowered the uh, the axis, basically. right? Cause exactly. The way it's mounted, it's mounted in the exact same place you would put a honeycomb. But with honeycomb, when you mount it on your desk, it builds up. right? So then you kind of feel it's too high. But with the, uh, the Thrustmaster yoke, it actually sits there and actually... The way it's designed is it goes down 
right? So then that, that middle piece goes down kind of like towards your legs, and then it's kind of just sits at a much more comfortable, it feels like, position uh, and more realistic position a little bit more as well. Right, right. So, yeah, that was uh, that was my feeling on it, you know. Um I would rock it. I would definitely rock it. Oh, I'll you rock know, the heck I out of that, man. I, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I would rock the heck out of that. Yo, the yeah. thing is, is I'm thinking too, man, because like whenever it comes to a time in my life when I have both the Thrustmaster yoke and the Honeycomb yoke, which one am I going to be flying? I think it's going to be very obvious um, for people like yeah. me and you who are streaming. You know, whatever you see us using, that's probably what we like because we're using yeah. it. We're not being told to use this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like it's what we're using. Even if we, you know, somebody give it to us, at some time, we're going to have to choose. Am I going to use a Thrustmaster yoke or am I going to use a Honeycomb yoke? And there's multiple decisions or reasons why we make those decisions. Some of them are just because it just feels better. Some of them is this is more comfortable. Some of them is because is uh i don't know uh inconvenient to take it down you know what i mean so it's yep. there's different reasons why we would uh but what were you gonna say i'm already making plans man um my thrust master is definitely for gonna be boeing's uh uh the other thrust master is gonna be for um <clears throat> airbus and then the the honeycomb which i have and own is gonna be for ga stuff hmm. and you guys like you don't fly you don't fly ga do you bro then, but no seriously that's what, what i'm GA? gonna be doing <laughs> you know, that's what you and then I, I love the fact that you know on the on the, the the Airbus side they have the Airbus gray and then the Boeing gray is different or the Airbus mm -hmm. blue and the Boeing gray on the product you know I love the fact that they have that so I think that's the beauty of know. having the license you know you I go. think that's such a big deal is that they were able to actually acquire the license with Boeing to make this which is super cool now this is one thing I wonder and this is something I've been wanting to talk about was that I would love personally to see you know, now, I think, I'm not sure if it was your first time, but at FS Expo, I walked, you know, I don't think I walked you over there, but we were over there together at some point, and I was like, bro, touch this. Feel this uh, A10 Warthog throttle. Remember that? And I was like, lift it up, feel the joysticks, like, see how that feels? I'm like, what if they made a A10 Warthog quality Airbus edition thing? Or a Boeing, you know, a Boeing one. You know, I was like, what if, because these, you know, they're, they're hitting a certain market with these, right? But I feel like right. the market that's kind of being overlooked right now, which is a bit smaller market, is a market of people who are willing to pay a lot more money. Because um, yep. a lot of people have the A10 joystick, which is a very expensive joystick, but it's extremely high quality. Like, it's the best one I've ever used. Uh, and the same with the throttle. A lot of people in chat are saying they have the, the, uh, the, the, the throttle as well. And that thing, you felt it again. It's heavy duty. It's like, it's, like, it's the wave. That's my new word, the wave. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, so. I mean Here's here's one more thing that I saw on the throttle quadrant that I completely missed. Yeah. You have a selector switch that you can use it for speed, heading, or altitude. So you know how the Boeing's got a double switch where the bottom one is bigger and, and the and the forward one is smaller? Yeah. So you could you could set it to adjust either your speed, your heading, or your altitude. You can select those as a choice and then use the knob to spin for whatever you want to do. That's gonna be on that throttle as well. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, so it's going to be crazy. But here's a, here's a question in chat, because some people are like, hey, man, you're discouraging me from using my honeycomb or getting my honeycomb. No, that's not what we we're saying. But here's a question for you, Blue. Um, if somebody was to go out right now and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to buy a honeycomb, or should they wait on the Thrustmaster um, yoke? What do you think? Mm, that's a good tough one, one right there. That is a tough one. That is a tough yeah. one, because, and I think honeycomb sales are going to suffer here in the next few months. Because of that reason right there. Wow. Uh, should you buy a honeycomb yoke now or wait for the Boeing? Now, the thing, uh, man, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a tough yeah. one, man. That's a tough one. 
I don't know yeah. how to, I don't know how to answer that to be honest with you. <laughs> um it's it's a tough one because I have the honeycomb and I love it still. I mean yeah. it's, it's it's smooth feeling, it's good feeling, it's heavyweight. It's all the things that you're looking for in a yoke, it's right. It might come you down know? the price to be and, honest with you. Yeah. And if Thrustmaster came out with a yoke similar to that one, I'd be like, "Yeah, just stay with your honeycomb." But they didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they came out with a yoke that pivots. You understand? Now, I think they said uh come November 9th or something like that or whatever, I don't know. Um, they're going to be making another announcement about this. Maybe time and when it's going to come out, pre-orders. I have no idea. You understand? So, yeah. Hey man, if you Honeycomb... want to wait... <sighs> Look, man. if you have the budget for it, Honeycomb for your GA stuff and Thrustmaster for your airliners. That's my call. I'm going to stick with that. Honeycomb for your GA and airliners for your Thrustmaster stuff. Oh, no. I still don't know if I agree with you, man. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that's the way I feel about it, you know. Um, I, I, as an airline geek and an airline snob, I like the task specificness of the Thrustmaster stuff. Yeah. That, yeah, I know, you know, that's just me. I feel but, you. I definitely yeah. feel you. Yeah. I don't, uh, that's, that's a tough, that's one we're going to have to decide and, and figure out yep. here in the next few months. Yep. Because that's going to, I think that's going to be part of the conversation. Should we, you know, f- especially for people who don't have a yoke at all. Exactly. Or they're coming from like a super right. old, cheap yoke that they just need to upgrade. Like, exactly. this is going to be specific for those people. If you already have a honeycomb yoke and you're loving it, like, I don't feel like you need to feel, I don't think you need to feel like you need to go with the hype to go get this new one, you know? Yep. Uh, unless yep. you just, you know, have, like you said, have the money, have the budget, and you want to you wanna go for it. Yeah. But I don't think, yeah, if you already have a yoke, you're loving it, you're enjoying it, I don't think you need to worry right. about it so much. All right. That's it. Here's the man who says right there. All right, let's jump to the next one because we can't miss this. We have to, we have to talk about at length. Oh yes. X plane twelve. Yeah. X plane twelve, ladies and gentlemen, in chat. I need to put up a poll in my chat about X plane twelve because there's so much to cover in X plane twelve. There's so many emotions with X plane twelve. There's so many things said about X plane twelve, both good and bad. Uh, what's your overall initial impression of X plane twelve? Twelve. Well, I had some thoughts about that before we heard about it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think some of those thoughts were like, I don't think it was going to change that much. Uh, right. I didn't think it was going to be a massive upgrade from eleven. Was I right? right. No. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of features that was added. I mean, they added seasons. Um, they made water better. Uh, they brought back Librain. Matter of fact, they absorbed Librain and brought it into the core sim, which I thought was a super smart move. Um, right. They added. You know, I don't really care that much about the planes they added. The F-14 was a a joke. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I thought it was a joke when they first when they first brought it up on screen at the beginning of their show. I was like, really? This is what you're showing off for X Plane 12? Like, eh, I don't think people care. Um, <laughs> the A330 looks pretty good. We got a chance to fly that at the expo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it felt good. It felt real good. The plane quality of that plane was amazing. So I definitely will fly it, but I'm not expecting anything more uh, system-wise. I think they said it's kind of a basic FMC or MCDU right now, um, and they may add it later. Which you know, all this op- you know, I don't know. It's gonna we're gonna need another Zebo for the A330. We're gonna need to fly a wire team to come and hit the A330 when it comes out because it's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna look good, um, but it's gonna need some work. Um, but initial impressions of it. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Obviously, I have X Plane 11, and I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna fly it. I'm gonna use it. Hopefully, all my stuff that works now is gonna work. One thing that did really disappoint me was an announcement made by Tolis, I think. Yep. Um, that said something about that their products will work. 
in X-Plane 12, except there will be... No, actually, I'll take it back. No. They said that, yeah, their products will work in X-Plane 12, but if you want, like, the X-Plane 12 version of the product with all the new stuff that X-Plane 12 offers, you have to pay, I think it's like $20 or something like that to upgrade. See the price. It's going to be an upgrade price to the new stuff. So, uh, but but before we even go there, man, let me tell you my thoughts on X-Plane 12. Um, before X-Plane 12 announcement, these are the things that people were saying that X-Plane is lacking and needed. And number one was weather. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. <laughs> based on their description, we haven't seen it yet, but based on what Austin Meyer said about the weather, and he went on and on and on and on and on, and on about the physics of it, they hit that out of the park. The weather in X-Plane 12 is going to be something to be reckoned with. Maybe it's going to be the best in any simulator. Because if you guys know Austin, he goes on and on and on and on about the numbers and wind speed and prop wash and torque and all this other stuff. And what he said was, the funny part about the weather is they ended up using a lot of the things that they did in the past just for flight modeling and torque and and, and, and stuff into the weather now. It's incorporated in there. So when you said Liberain with the... the the rain coming off the windshield. It's not just fake. It's literally going to be based on the prop wash. So you, the rain is falling. The prop's not spinning up. You push the prop up. The, 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 the direction of the water on the glass changes. And you go down a runway, and the direction of the water, glass change, on the water on the glass changes again. You understand? That, that's going to be spectacular to see in X-Plane. Um, the second part about it, uh, icing, the icing model that they're developing. Because uh, I saw they, they, they did the announcement. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't see any snow. So I asked the question. I'm like, hey, man, are there going to be snow? He goes, yeah. But it's not going to be like it's snowing and it's going to be blanketed everything. It's going to be accumulating on the ground mm-hmm. and on the ramp. And then it's going to melt and it's going to go away. So everything is going to be incorporated with the weather, you're not, not just going to be a, a complete whiteout unless it's been snowing for a few hours. Then it's yeah. going to build up on it. And then when they show that shot of the rain on the on the tarmac and the rain drops in the water, I'm like, wait a minute, is this Microsoft Flight Sim or is this X plane? That was my favorite I was, shot. I was like, yeah. like hitting G, like, bro, do you see the reflection of the plane in the puddle? Like, yes. I was like, man, like they they definitely stepped it up weather wise. And I agree with, I think weather yeah. itself which was one of the biggest things we all complained about, right? Yes. Um, it sounds to me like we're not going to need an active sky, right? It's supposed to be that that type of system supposed to be built in. Uh, it sounds to me like we're not going to need an enha- enhanced skyscapes, right? We're not going to need to have a, a cloud. That's what it sounds like to me from what I'm yep. from what the the preview showed. Um, yep. And again, I think like you said, a lot of the, th- the the a lot of the things I feel they spent the most time on on X Plane Twelve are the small things that get overlooked like i said like like when you're i've noticed when i've been in a plane and the plane it's raining like pouring down it's not storming so it's safe enough to fly but it's raining the 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 wind uh the rain is hitting the windscreen and you start rolling and like you said like the wind the rain starts going splitting apart over the fuselage as you get fast enough you don't even see drops anymore right it's just like a like it's it's interesting and you actually can see that in the way they're simulating the wind and in the wind going through the trees and the sound also carrying through with that wind changing based on the wind and wind direction and things like that. So like, a lot of the stuff that they changed and, and, and did is kind of stuff under the hood. Um, and so that way the visuals that they've kind of enhanced as well are getting the, uh, they're taking advantage of that. So, yeah. Yep. X-Plane 12 is the, is the eye candy update. Yes, there's going to be snow in X-Plane 12. So I thought it wasn't clear. Seasons, seasons with the tree colors changing, 
not just winter and summer. It's going to be fall and spring and, you know, red trees and orange color and green and all that stuff. But they, it's an eye candy update, which is what was needed because they work so extensively on the flight modeling. We don't need any more flight modeling fix. We're good. Flight modeling. <laughs> work, work on the thing to make the thing look pretty. And they did. Um, trees. Now, it's 3D trees, and they do move with the wind direction, as you were saying in chat, and I definitely love that. I still want more tree density, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I want I it agree. to be a little bit more dense, but you know what? I'm not going to push my luck on it. It is what it is, but tree density would be nice. From what I you saw know? in the preview video and right. in uh, playing this, the game, when we got to do the, the, the flying in it a little bit at the expo, again, tree density ramped up a a lot but whenever you know when you fly over a forest you don't see the ground you know what i'm saying like they're so dense that you don't actually see the grass underneath you don't you can't see below the canopy and that's something i feel like they're still missing at least in this version maybe they'll up the density a bit later maybe they'll change things a little bit i don't know i doubt it but um a lot of times unless you're like in africa where all the trees are like 10 feet apart because they're social distancing distancing um then it's a different story but like you know if i go outside right now I go down the street and i see you know woods forests something like that then there's these trees are like bunched i mean they're literally yep. like this far apart you know so um yeah if there's a way to ramp it up and turn up maybe that's like on the object scale or something i don't know how they're gonna do that and captain amb said it trees are dense trees are ways to cover up the fact that it's not going to have any ortho built into it which i'm completely fine with i just know that they're not going to have ortho i'm still not fine with the no ortho well i'm looking at it from a business perspective my, uh, Microsoft is not going to give them any Bing Ortho, which is what we have, right? <laughs> because that's a competitor. Well, then don't and get it from then, Microsoft. There's other providers. Google. That's the only other one that there I know go. of. Google, and there's probably oh, another yeah. out there. There's, there's some other but, government you know, people who have Ortho, and they could have gotten How much is it going to cost them? And I don't know. To actually, to actually either have you download it or stream it. That's a whole I don't think cost was an issue. I just think they just don't want to do it. Nah, I think if they could have done it, they would have done yeah, it. I think I just think I, there's, I think because Austin was so gung ho about being against Ortho, that I think there's like, no, we're just gonna, because you know, again, it's we, we got a chance to look at the early build, right? It's not the final, but that or the, yep. the ground textures, you know, were the exact same. They had us go, they had us uh, set up on a Stuart approach over a CY something. Dang it, I forgot the name of it. CZYT, I think. No, that's Toronto. Anyways, it was a place, and I flew into it, and I was like, this looks like Ice Planet. That was yeah. my honest opinion. And, and, and I, I fully expect that. You understand? Because the ground textures are the same. And I already have my two terabyte ortho drive full of ortho stuff. I encourage anybody, if you're going to get explained, you got to get ortho. Don't do it at all. Yeah. Make the commitment, man. 80 bucks. Get a couple terabytes. Download your ortho over time. You're going to be happy. Trust my me. issue is without the... Because, again, I get I get it. And, I mean, I'm, it's not the end of the world because I know how to get ortho. I have ortho, and I can build right. on top of that. But I'm going to have... I'm going to need, like, another 8 terabytes to really complete my collection. Uh, but, so, but the thing is, is whenever you're upgrading the visuals of X-Planet... So, you think about it as a painting, right? You put a line right, right. down the middle of the screen. That's a horizon. Above that horizon, now we get these beautiful skies. Amazing, uh, yeah. you know, lighting. We're getting great tech color. Uh, clouds. I think it looks amazing. Uh, and then you go below that line. Now we have our, our ground textures, our trees. We got some trees on there, which is nice. Um, the density is, is like, you know, probably 75%, 80% of where it should be. You know, we like to be around 99, 98. Just really kind of fill out the picture. And then below that, we got the ground textures. And it's like nobody filled in the lines. That's kind of what it feels like uh, with X-Plane 12. 
Um, but then you got to go and color the lines yourself. But then you got to pay, you know, a few hundred dollars for SS or um, uh, external uh, you know, thing if you really want to be enjoyable. So again, I'm not dogging X Plane 12, even though I am. I'm gonna get it. Um, I'm gonna deal with the the issues that it has, just like any other sim. Microsoft, we have our issues with that. But yet, I still yeah. go back to it and I enjoy it. So I'm gonna have things that I enjoy by explaining twelve. No, and, uh, <laughs> Spax, Spax said that they should go to the CIA and get the satellite photos from them. Yes, they're probably <laughs> oh looking at me right now. Hey, but hey, it's gonna keep Orbix in business. Captain Mabasa says it's gonna keep Orbix in business, man. Orbix yeah. is gonna make a killing on that. I gotta say, I'm still. impressed by Orbix and how they've they've attacked Microsoft Flight Simulator. This is a whole other subject, but I'm impressed by how. You know, we were like, oh, Orbex is going to go out of business because they don't need scenery anymore. Well, they're like, uh, yeah, hold my joystick. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, I got this. So yep. um, let's move on because we're, we're going on time. And I want to talk about man. one of our favorite parts of the weekend. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, wow. If you guys missed it, man, we had an epic, 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 epic streaming experience and flying experience. Yes. Blue Games, Captain Geo. Uh, Captain Tim Aviator, XB72, Fly with Rookie. Oh, my God. Guys, Kim, we Captain Kim Trails. Captain Kim Trails was on point teaching us how to do things properly, which, you know, I screwed up a bunch of times. But if you guys missed it, man, we have that live stream up where we flew in a one-for-one one 737 simulator courtesy of Mr. Fly with Rookie. And let me tell you something, guys. It changed my whole perspective. Blue. Did it change your perspective on flying and stuff? Let me 100%. ask you that. One hundred freaking percent. Yes. So we get in these simulators, right? Or our home simulators with our honeycomb yep. yoke and our two D screen, and and we and we play these Sims, X Plane, Microsoft, whatever, and we know exactly where everything is. You know, we're touch, You know, we're, we're clicking them all the buttons. But when you hop into mm -hmm. a full sim where all the buttons are in the right place, you don't realize where everything is like to turn the navs on right for the irs you got to reach way back here absolutely <laughs> uh you to do, do that you got to you know you got to look up you're moving around a lot more so again and then flying it as well even you know it, it it just it's so hard to explain uh feeling wise you know you know how we talked about that feel earlier yep uh on this particular simulator uh from mr fly with rookie i i at one point felt like i was in a real 737 you know, I forgot that I was in a garage <laughs> somewhere in California. So, let, let, let's just say that you can get motion sickness from a, a simulator that's not even uh, a, on moving. It's not a moving simulator. But when you're immersed in it, and I'm talking about 270 degrees, 300 degrees around you is the cockpit. And you have the screen in front of you, and the airplane starts to bank and turn and roll and shake with the sound of the speakers and everything. Yeah. Believe you me, you can get motion sickness. You will get completely disoriented. For instance, autopilot is on, and I click off the autopilot to go land, and all of a sudden, the simulator is moving around on me. The airplane is moving around in space. And it brought me back to when I was flying that Cessna, where we fly on the, the home desktop simulator, and yeah, we're moving, we're flying, we're doing everything, we're clicking switches, but you don't feel anything. You get in a real-world airplane, and it starts dropping out from under you. You start shifting back and forth, up, the, up and down, left and right. This is what this felt like. For me, it was like, wait a minute. This is, I have to control this thing. You understand? And so the, 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 the complete immersion that you get from it 
is absolutely astounded, man, to have mm-hmm. everything one for one, bro. And I was looking at you. You were just grinning from ear to ear, brother. You were enjoying I yourself. I remember telling you, too, about that whole immersion thing. Like, yeah. I tend to use that word way more than I should uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to, to how I explain things in, in the sim and how I would like them to be in the sim. And I was like, right. that, all that stuff I talked about before was nothing. Like, none of that. Like, sitting in that seat where the seat was like, I don't know if it, 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 those are real Boeing 777 seats, I think, right? Yes. Um, sitting in those seats, being able to like the way you you move it up, you gotta like you know it's just the, the little things, the little things you just don't know about, um, and how heavy the throttle was. Yeah, it's crazy. Like like I, I I really had to retrain my brain when it came to throttle management because like it's just it's so much heavier. Like I'm so used to using this right here, where it's like I can just use a finger. You can't do this right here. You can't do no. that. Um, at least I don't I mean at least not in this sim. I don't know how if that's how it is in real life, but it was actually a real um, Boeing throttle. Um, so it's exactly. I was gonna say you you had the pleasure of flying with a real Boeing throttle quadrant, meaning yeah. that the trim wheel sound was oh, it's just awesome. It was the amazing. trim wheel, you know, it's a little bit bigger in person than I thought. By the yeah, way, the trim. Same. I thought it was a little smaller. Um, the auto throttle, you hit the toga button, and the thing just moves on in your hand. Yeah, I mean, you just got to follow it. Watching the throttle um, move on its own on auto yeah, throttle man. was just like, yeah. what? <laughs> exactly. So um, let me just say that it's completely ruined my life right now because I came home and look at my desk going, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I, I need a simulator. So hmm. I've actually started working on my desk. I'm going to get another big screen here. I've done some some stuff that I'm changing and slowly but surely to get that immersion factor that we had. I'm trying to achieve You're not that get here. It, bro. Oh, man. I just want to—I want to be the, the bearer of bad news right now. You're not going to get what you got over there at that sim uh, with just another screen. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but yeah, it's same here. Honestly, again, like I said, I haven't got a chance to actually sim since I've been back. Cause I've been so busy, um, but I've been wanting to so bad. But also, still like wanting to have that experience at home is uh, is kind of been what's been on my mind. And I'll be honest with you, I do have an alpha. Sorry, a Bravo throttle on the way now, um, as well as at my replacement Alpha throttle. Uh, Joy, sorry, Yoke is going to be here in a few right. days too. So, uh, my setup is going to be changing quite a bit as well, um, partly because of FS Expo and everything we you know we we did over there. Kind of like, hey, you know, I could probably do this, do this there. Um, yep. But yeah, it's just the experience of being in a basically a Boeing 737-800 or whatever uh, replica cockpit. Being able to hold the controls, like it's how we talked about that pendular effect. That was the first time I ever had a yoke that actually touched the floor at my feet. You know what I mean? Like, like it actually went all the way down to the floor, and I had to kind of walk around it or move around it, pushing the rudder pedals. You know, I had to move the seat all the way up because, I mean, I'm a little bit smaller. Uh, but it was just an amazing experience, and it's just... I'm, I'm sorry that I'm stuttering so much right now because I'm just kind of speechless. You know, it's, it's hard to explain everything it's just so enjoyable i mean we could have been there all night matter of fact we were there most of the night we didn't leave until like 2 a.m um because we were just all just you know geo was trying to do another flight after we left before we left like bro it was like 2 a.m already (laughs) um and the wires were still waiting too so man i wish i had more to say i'm sorry i'm sorry rookie i wish i had more to say it's like this you know uh we're flight simmers that's what we gather around as a, a common thing here and um we're always looking to up our flight simming game, our up our immersion game. And the ultimate is just to have a full-fledged cockpit, if you can. 
you understand? Now, that's going to be a task for many people because this is space requirement alone. Um, Pirate Rookie, I don't know what your light bill is going to be, brother. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> because we got there, the thing is running. And it generates heat also. Yeah. You know, it generates a lot of heat. Uh, he had air conditioning uh, in the cockpit itself, which was completely, I was like, welcome and good. But I did get overwhelmed. I'm going to say, I did get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I'm not like Gio. Gio is like the, the Mr. Steel over here, man. But I got overwhelmed for a, for a quick minute just absorbing everything that was going on with that. You understand? So here I am, flight to Mexico weekend. The day before, I'm in the hall. I'm looking at stuff. I'm checking out that uh, that uh, Thrustmaster um, um, yoke. I get in the cockpit at uh, Flyweight Rookie's uh, sim, and it felt like the same thing. You know, that's what got me. And I was like, whoa, this is, you know, I thought it was bigger than this. It's not. It's like a, a, a small size. You know what I mean? And so this just made the whole um, um, Flight Sim Expo weekend just tremendous to me. And I'm telling you guys, when the next one comes up, please make it a, vac a vacation and go. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, you guys need to do at least one Flight Sim Expo in your life. It is worth it. The camaraderie of meeting people, of hanging out, of shaking hands, of touching the equipment, of seeing what's coming out, talking to, and, and what the, the, everybody who had a booth, you can talk to these guys. You could talk to Thrustmaster. You could talk to Honeycomb. You could talk to Turtle Beach. You could talk to anybody who made any kind of product. Yep. And that's good. You understand? You guys need to do it, man. If you're in the simming community, people in the golf community, man, they spend all kinds of thousands of dollars in golf clubs and they travel and play the best courses in the world. We only get to travel once a year and we're flight simmers, bro. So I would recommend you guys do it. Next time one, another one comes up, set it aside, put it in your budget, put it in your calendar, and take your wife with you, by the way. Take your wives with you. If you guys have yeah, wives or husband, take your family with you. There you go. Lots of young kids there, too. Lots mm -hmm. of young kids showed up with their family. I got to meet some of you guys as parents. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. We met, we met some parents, man. And I, it was good to see the parents bring the kids out and say, hey, man, my son wants to say hi to you. I'm like, yeah, come on, man. Take a picture. It's all good. And that was a good, good, good thing. So it's a family event. You understand? Um, book it. Do it. You guys should do it. Where's the next expo? I wish I knew, man. I can't wait for Evan to do the, um, the, poll. the next poll to see where it's going to be. Definitely, man. Agreed. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be September again, um, but they might change it. The last time was not September. It was like June or something like that. Yeah, so we'll see you then. But yeah, absolutely fantastic um, time was had by all. I haven't even gotten into standing on top of that parking deck in San Diego and, and watching those planes come in. Yeah, that was Bro. a bonus right there, man. I, look, real quick. I think I you just up. missed my flight too because I saw, I saw your stream after I landed in Vegas. And I was like, oh, um, he was up there on the thing watching planes do stuff. And I was like, ah, oh, I think, but I think the time you went up was after I, uh, I had already departed. The parking was $22 and I spent 30 minutes. Put it that way. $22 parking. But, but when I was coming down, I was like, all right, you know, because they gave you a ticket to take back to them when you're leaving so they can get your car for you and stuff if you value it. And I gave the guy the ticket. He looked at me. He goes, you were upstairs watching planes, weren't you? I'm like, yeah. He goes, all right, just give me five bucks. <laughs> I was nice. Like, yeah. I know. He knows. He exactly. knows. He knows. He knows. It's like, yeah. You know, I don't know if he knows I was streaming from up there, but that's it. I do apologize for the shaky cam, but it was my cell phone. That's all I had. Hey, you man, know, it was a so. pretty double little live stream you did, man. I thought that was pretty yep. sick. I think because a lot of people who, you know, haven't been to San Diego, never, maybe never yep. will be able to go. We yep. all know it's a very uh, iconic approach in there, and being able to stand up on that roof is uh, a big deal. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. And if you guys missed the t-shirt earlier, if you're just joining me, I'm going to stand up again. 
This t-shirt I got from Plastic Expert says, Flight Simmers, working from home before it was cool. <laughs> and I did wear that in the airport on the way home. Hand off God say, hey, you're not wearing a t-shirt? I'm like, okay, I guess. I got some really weird, weird looks and stuff, but for the most part, it was good. But yeah, yeah man, have we missed anything? A great have weekend. We miss- um, yeah. Did we miss anything? I don't think so. I mean, I think we touched on all the biggest stuff. Uh, again, P3D was there. Uh, I didn't actually get to sit in on their on their thing uh, or talk to them, but uh, P3D was there. They did, and I don't know what they said, um, but it sounded like people were uh, disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, here's the reason why. Somebody said P3D came up and basically said, well, we really don't have any announcements or anything to make or any presentation. We're just here to take questions. Hmm. Okay, and then the first question was, is P3D dead? That was the very first question, you know, and so forth. But they did better than Microsoft. Nobody from Microsoft showed up. No yep. <laughs> No nothing. Come on, Microsoft. What are you Come thinking? Come on, Microsoft. You know, Microsoft should have showed up at the Flight Simulator. What do you guys think? I mean, you have a, a, a dropped a one year now, a, a brilliant um, flight sim. Yeah, it still needs work, but it's the prettiest thing out there right now. It's rocking. Show up and say hi to the folks and say, hey, this is what we have planned. I know you guys can't travel, but Microsoft should have been there. They can Microsoft travel. That's not an excuse they can, anymore. Sure. they can travel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yep, yeah, it, it's it's true. It's absolutely true that, you know, they should have been there. Uh, I don't know why they didn't send one person, one booth, and just talk to people about it. So, Speaking of that, again, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I wasn't expecting them to be there. I was kind of hoping they would, you know, somebody, maybe somebody was there from the team who would be, you know, kind of under the radar. But right. I was hoping to be somebody there who actually was there to represent. But on that note, I noticed from all the people that I talked to that the majority of people were playing X-Plane. Yeah. Like, last year, last time that I went, it was like 50-50, X-Plane, P3D. But then this year, like, even one, one guy I met in 2019, my first time ever meeting him, um, we like ran into each other somehow and we got in a conversation back then. He was a hardcore P3D person back then. I was an X-Plane person, uh, still am, and I met him again this year. I was like, oh, hey, I recognize you. What's up, man? And he was like, yeah, and we got in a conversation. I was like, so what are you simming on right now? Um, and he yep. said, well, um, I was like, I know you used to do P3D. I was like, you still doing P3D? He's like, well, uh, kind of, but more get, getting into X-Plane. I was like, wow, because he was a hardcore P3D person a couple years ago. So, but. Right. Around the whole event, I was noticing a lot more X-Plane people than before. So it seems like it's it's kind of been a you know an uproar of X-Plane. But honestly, like, I've heard people who play Microsoft. Most people are like, yeah, I play you know Microsoft and X-Plane together. Um, but it was more of X-Plane, so it was kind of surprising. Yeah, and it, it is surprising. And you know, and um, <clears throat> look, because look, Microsoft dropped. It promised a lot of things to a lot of people, and it hasn't happened yet on the GA side. It 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 is happening. On the tube liner side, it's not happening yet. So people still want to fly their tube liners. Mm-hmm. And Xplane is is the new kid. In, well, is the next best thing up. You know, if you have P3D already, and you have your add-ons that you have already paid for, which are great. You know, you're good, but people looking at X-Plane going, X-Plane 12 is even going to look better. I mean, Ramsey's from um, Flight from Flight Factor was there too. He made an announcement about yep. the 777. We haven't even talked about that. And 777 is going to be good. The new 777 version 2 is going to be good. So once that drops, that's going to be be good. There was a new um, um, CR, no, no, ERJ coming out. ERJ, I think the one. Or X-Plane. Yep, new ERJ coming out. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to buy that one. Um, it looks good. Because yeah, honestly, looked- XCraft's done a great job, I thought, with the other ERJs. 
Yep. Uh, um, and, and this one looked like it was going to build on top of that. I know he already has ERJs, and a lot of people are flying them. I just didn't prefer them because they just didn't look like good quality. Uh, but these ones, the ones I'm working on now, um, which I think he said won't come out till next year, which was crazy the fact uh, that he was already promoting it and it won't come out till 2022. Um, right. But anyways, it looks really good. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. So that's that's Vice Expo in a nutshell, guys. Um, fun was had by all, yeah. um, including uh, our significant others. <laughs> they had fun too. So uh, all in all, it was a good it was a good show, good weekend, good wrap up, nonstop. Came back dead tired, and uh, we're looking forward to the out to the next one. And oh, yeah. we might do something different on the next one when it comes out. We won't talk about that though. But anyway, no. but yeah, <laughs> Blue, what do you say, man? Man. Uh... I think it was a successful flight sim expo yeah. this year. Um, again, yes. not as big, um, a bit more. I like to say intimate. You know, a little smaller. You can you were able to see everything um, in one one day. Uh, you get to talk to a decent amount of people, meet the people, some of the people you want to see from online. Um, but it was a good one. I, I again, like you said, just kind of backdoor on that. Uh, definitely come next year, like or next time they have it, because. Um, yeah, a lot of people who wanted to come didn't weren't able to make it, and I would love to see you guys there. Just make it so much better um, to see more, even more and more people coming, make it even bigger event, uh, more everything. Um, it was just it was just good, man. Was good experiences, and wherever we have it, you know, same. Make sure we connect with those people. Uh, we'll do some fun stuff outside the expo too, because all the fun is not being had in the expo. There was some people having a good time at night uh after the the doors were closed out in the lobby i'll tell you that some things was going on out there that was pretty funny i won't, I won't go too deep into that uh but uh it was a good time it was fun and looking forward to the next one and it just it just has me on a flight sim high and all i want to do now is hop in my sim and fly planes so that's it um, that's what we do. and we fly, fly real planes too i still want to fly real planes too so. oh yeah man absolutely absolutely We'll probably read plans as well. So that's it, guys. Uh, what's coming up for you next, Blue? Uh, uh, I am be... hoping tomorrow um, to get to do a live stream, uh, my first stream back sometime right. in the afternoon. Um, I do work tomorrow morning, so depending on how early I get off, I'll be able to stream. So that's the plan. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I, I, I don't know that I want to. So what about you? Awesome. Uh, tomorrow is Friday. Uh, it's the FN, no, it's the XBO. I'm going to take that um, flight factor. <laughs> Flight Factor, as he said on our, our couple podcasts ago, that they're going to be updating the um, the A320, and they did. They dropped they the did. beta update. update. I'm going to be flying the Flight Factor beta update tomorrow. I'm thinking of actually going into San Diego in X-Plane. I did it in Microsoft Flight Sim already. I'm going to try to X-Plane and see if I can see the parking lot. I'm not sure where we're going to leave from here. Um, and then Saturday, not sure what's going on, but maybe one for the weekend, Saturday or Sunday for you guys. But that's it tomorrow. We're going to be fine. And doing some more stuff. Um, you guys, social media, uh, Blue Games. What's your um, your Twitter and your? I am. Your... I am. I am Blue Games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am Blue Games yeah, yeah. on Instagram, Twitter, and most things. Oh, and Twitch as well. So yeah, check me out. Uh, awesome. I know the XP has finally come back to social media. I know. So man. I definitely I know. give him a big welcome on social media and show him some love on his Twitter and on his Instagram accounts. He'll be posting a lot of stuff here. XP XP72 Simming. That's what my um, my Instagram is. Uh, check that one out, guys. Definitely. But I absolutely appreciate you guys being here, man. Definitely. This was good. I'm glad I get to talk about the wrap-up with you, Blue. Oh, yeah. And just go 
different experiences. We wish we could show you pictures because we have tons of them oh, to yeah. show and videos. But this is great, man. Absolutely appreciate you guys being here. Uh, join us next week. It's going to be a special show as well. All of our shows are special. Uh, we'll let you know, guys know what that <laughs> is a midweek, and we're going to go from there, man. But definitely, it's going to be good. All so, right. Well, uh, and- guys, that's going to be it for us for this week. Um, thank you for chilling with us on the Blue Experience once again. Sorry for all the freezes we'll get those technical issues ironed out hopefully by next week but um again amazing event at fight smacks well huge shout out to all the people who uh, made that happen the volunteers uh, again if you're looking forward to getting involved with that definitely contact them on their website um, and definitely check out xp on his next stream um and as well as me on mine over here on blue games so um yeah i'm looking forward to our next flight um man by the way one thing we didn't mention before we go can i squeeze oh this in how yes, did it ahead. feel for us to do our first shared cockpit in a real cockpit? <laughs> oh, bro. <laughs> yes, we did. We oh, did a shared man. cockpit, guys. Look at that. You guys have been begging for that, and we did it the real way, the real special way. Yeah. We could actually, yep, yeah, man. That was good, man, bro. <laughs> I'm lazy now. I flew yesterday to 737. I'm like, I wish I had a first officer. <laughs> a lot of work. I, I did. I was like, man having somebody else doing half to work for you is so special yeah, so it is. uh we're gonna probably gonna have to do some kind of shared clock coming up soon man we'll have to figure it out we'll have to figure it out because uh, yeah, i think i think that uh like you said going into that 737 sim kind of ruined it for it ruined everything else for us yeah. the shared cockpit yeah. experience the touch to feel experience all that stuff uh, and I think of all the things we can actually bring back is possibly the shared cockpit side using some of the exactly. programs that are available to us. So, um, yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll, we'll, be in, we'll talk about it. But, um, guys, it's been amazing again. Uh, thank you guys for coming out and checking out the experience again weekly. This is episode 11. We'll be back next week for another special episode. Um, and, yeah, until next time, remember if you have three choices. Give up, give in, or give it all. You got peace, love, and God bless you. Sorry. We will see you guys next time. Later. Next video. Later, man. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. Outro. There it is. Sheesh.